You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, what's up? It's Ernie Reyes Jr. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> When a Jing spy is sent to infiltrate a rebel Ming family, the last thing he expected was to fall in love. But when his true intent is uncovered, does he choose love or duty? And at what price that choice? Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. And while a certain Spider-Man may have recently made his homecoming, in this episode, we've got the Deadly Mantis. The Deadly Mantis, or as it was originally released, Shaolin Mantis, is a 1978 Shaw Brothers film starring David Chang, Cecilia Wong, Lily Lee, and Lau Kar Wing, with some guest appearances by the likes of Lee Hoi San and Gordon Liu. So, back when we were kids and kung fu master wannabes, there were certain styles that you wanted to represent more than others. Snake style and drunken monk were always at the top of that list without question. If you were picking a style and there were no double ups, first pick was always one of the two. Next, you had a wide range of styles from Tiger to Monkey to Scorpion and so on. No one chose Horse Fist. Ever. Horse fist. However, somewhat low on that list, and thus rarely utilized, was Praying Mantis style, because after all, the Praying Mantis doesn't exactly strike fear in the hearts of men, now does it? And yet, the Mantis is an aggressive little bugger, and the style based on it emphasizes swift redirection of an opponent's attacks, followed by precisely targeted counterattacks, and visually it's got a unique, recognizable, and pretty cool-looking stance. This film puts the Mantis style in the capable hands of David Chang, who takes us through the fictional origin of the style, and, as Chang tends to do with anything he works on, he makes it look so, so smooth. As evidenced by the opening of this film, which features Chang against a stark backdrop, demonstrating some of the moves in Mantis style. And he's dressed in an outfit that would work perfectly well in any 70s Marvel comic book, for a hero who would be known as the Mantis, complete with a turban that features two small antenna protruding from the front. Chang goes through a lot of the signature moves, focusing on the speed and fluid motion of the Mantis, and director Lao Kar Lung shows off some of this in just shadow form, and then adds some more tension to the demo by throwing in some nameless heel antagonists wielding various weapons. Chang cuts through the air and easily defeats these guys, setting us up for the first scene of the film. In the middle of an imperial court, a father, Scholar Wei, and his son Wei Feng are paying their respects to the emperor when the emperor decides that Wei Feng might be of use to the court if he can successfully demonstrate his mastery of kung fu. The emperor is brought in two challengers to test Wei Feng's battle readiness, and Wei Feng, somewhat reluctantly, agrees to put on a show. Fight scene. The first man to step to Wei Feng is a priest played by Li Hoi San. Li Hoi San's character is aggressive out of the gate and throws a lot of hard punches, which Wei Feng easily avoids. David Chang's well-known for always portraying his characters with an easy, somewhat arrogant confidence punctuated by a knowing grin. We get some of that here as he handles Li Hoi San and is able to counterattack without much effort. Wei Feng finishes off the fight with a barrage of short punches to Li Hoi San's chest and throat, which stops the priest in a comical paralysis and sends him tumbling to the floor with a goofy look on his face. Next up, we get a Shaolin monk played by Gordon Liu, one of my favorite actors in the genre. Liu also plays the aggressor and uses a headbutting style that calls back to some of the Shaolin monk training that we've seen before in films like the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. 
Wei Feng does a good job of holding off a lot of the monk's attacks using stiff arms and evasive techniques, but the monk does manage to land one, sending Wei Feng tumbling backwards, though he still manages to recover and land on his feet. Wei Feng also lands a hit of his own and manages to strip the monk of his robe before finally maneuvering inside and connecting with a hit to a weak spot in the monk's ear, drawing first blood. The fight continues for a few more minutes until Wei Feng traps the monk in the leg bar and then strikes at his good ear, putting the monk down for the count. And apparently that demo was all the emperor needed to confide in Wei Feng about a growing Ming conspiracy by a rival Tian clan to overthrow him. I want proof. List the names of everybody. You're wise, sire. So I want you to go to Tian clan, spy on them, and get the evidence. Wei Feng is very reluctant, but when the emperor makes it an order, he accepts his duty. Unfortunately, this sensitive task comes with some very grave caveats if he doesn't report back. Sire. But still, if you fail, after three months, then your father will be stripped of his posts. After six months, your whole family will be jailed. After a year, I will behead them! Just to be clear, if this emperor was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. Sometime later, Wei Feng is making his way through the city, and happens upon a school where a teacher is being unceremoniously kicked out at the behest of a bratty, entitled young woman named Chi Chi. She taunts and physically abuses the teacher, using what looks to be some level of kung fu. The teacher stumbles into the crowd where he's caught by Wei Feng. Capitalizing on the opportunity, Wei Feng gangs up on the teacher at first, taking the girl's side on the matter and belittling the teacher's effectiveness, while at the same time pointing out how petulant the girl is being. You've taught her right and wrong. Of course. But still, it doesn't appear that she's learned. What? Okay. She's rude. There's no respect. Wants to hit you. What was that? <laughs> After the teacher leaves, Chi Chi's intrigued by Wei Feng's attitude and introduces herself to him as Tian Chi Chi, confirming that she is indeed part of the Tian clan. Wei Feng plays along and plays hard to get to feed into Chi Chi's spoiled little ego. After refusing her offers to hire him as her teacher for a bit, he eventually concedes, which was his plan all along. Hey, teacher, please teach me. Right. But always respect your teacher. Be polite and listen to him and study hard. Also, never hit teacher, right? Right. <laughs> Later at the Tian clan home, Chi Chi introduces Wei Feng to her mom, several protective uncles, and her grandfather, the patriarch of the Tian clan, and the leader of this faction of the Ming Rebellion. Granddad is played by Lao Kar Wing, brother of the director Lao Kar Lung, and an accomplished actor and martial artist in his own right. Teacher Wei, the Tians are a big clan. You will be treated well here. Thank you, sir. Mm. After a lengthy tour through the massive Tian compound, Chi Chi's uncle leads Wei Fang through a garden to his accommodations. Chi Chi dismisses her uncle and takes over the final leg of the tour, where she playfully starts teasing Wei Fang with her martial arts prowess. Wei Fang stumbles around, purposefully hiding the fact that he knows any martial arts at all. A few months later, we catch up with Chi Chi as she's very half-heartedly going through the motions of a reading lesson with Wei Fang. Every so often, she stops to look longingly at her handsome teacher, which constantly distracts her from her studies. Eventually, she gives up and disappears into the garden to practice her kung fu, and so begins the courtship of Wei Feng and Chi Chi. 
under the pretense of using her interest in kung fu to help drive home the importance of education, Wei Feng finds out some key information about Chi Chi's granddad and the Tian clan uncles who serve as enforcers for the family. Your granddad, he fights well? Mm. What style? It's called the shadow technique. The shadow technique. Through this all, Wei Feng keeps up the facade that he knows nothing about Kung Fu, while he and Chi Chi continue their teacher-student budding romance. There's an extended sequence where Chi Chi's learning how to write and she spends lots of time leaning in close and staring wistfully at Teacher Wei. However, anytime she steals away to practice her Kung Fu, it's Wei's turn to watch her carefully. During one lesson, Wei suddenly remembers the time limits imposed on him by the Emperor, and their consequences, so he starts getting a little antsy to leave and report back. One night, he notices some activity in one of the rooms and tries to get closer. Unfortunately, he gets stopped by one of the Tian uncles, Uncle Chung, who slaps him around before recognizing who he is. Later on, Chi Chi summoned before Granddad, who has to break some unsettling news to her. Wei Fong has been sent here by the Qings to spy on us. Tian Chung investigated his background. He means to destroy our clan. Chi-Chi learns that her family is the headquarters for the anti-Ching movement, and Granddad manages the list of new recruits for their efforts, but she doesn't care about all that spy stuff. All she knows is that she loves Wei Feng, and starts pleading for his life. When her grandfather doesn't relent, she goes to the well for one final plea. You kill him? Then you'll kill my lover! This scandalous admission sends a shockwave through the court, and Granddad is not the slightest bit pleased. However, in light of the circumstances, he caves to her sobbing pleas, but only on the condition that Wei Feng live there with her and never leave the village. So in a matter of minutes, we went from Wei must die to Wei must marry Chi Chi and live the rest of his days with us, even though we know he's a spy. Makes sense. Prepare the wedding. After a colorful traditional Chinese wedding, we cut to three months later, and because Wei Feng has apparently not been able to get word back home, the emperor has stripped scholar Wei of his titles with the threat of further punishments to come. Back at the Tian compound, Wei Feng eavesdrops on a meeting that the Tians are having about new recruits for the rebellion. Granddad is given a list of names, and that list becomes Wei Feng's primary goal. He starts formulating a plan to get back home on the pretense that he misses his folks and wants to bring Chi Chi with him. Chi Chi agrees to ask her granddad for permission for both of them to leave the grounds. What is the Potter family? Hey y'all, it's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Soundbites Allowed Podcast. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob from the Something Something Cast. This is Knock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. This is Jeff with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. This is Daniel from the Toe on the Trigger Podcast. This is Dave from the Parlapod Podcast. Hey guys, this is Mike from the Mike Jolet Show. Woo! We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. We are you podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow so follow us on twitter at potter family use the hashtag potter family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same potter family where great podcasts come home the emperor's orders wei chung yan and his family are to be imprisoned immediately. Arrest them. At the six-month mark, while his parents are now serving hard time, 
Wei Fang has found a way to sneak into the Tian's meeting room and gotten a hold of that list of names. He secrets it away and then finds out that Chi Chi's conveniently forgotten to ask her granddad for permission to leave. A fed up Wei Fung takes it upon himself to ask, and when he does, Granddad quietly bristles at the request, but seems to play along. He gives his consent, but a quick look around the room shows us that something bad is about to happen. Right. Go on. Pack your things, and we'll see you off. When an excited Wei Fung gets back to share the news with Chi Chi, she breaks down sobbing. Wei Fung, you don't understand. I don't care what he said. He won't let you leave alive. A confused Wei Feng learns that Chi Chi's granddad intends to, quote, see him off via something known as the Five Posts. It's a gauntlet of challenges designed to make sure that whoever has to face him will eventually die along the way. So Chi Chi makes a fateful decision to leave immediately together, forsaking her family. Wei Feng hides the rebel list that he stole in a pendant Chi Chi was given by her grandfather, and after gathering some equipment, like a rattan version of Captain America's shield for Wei Feng, the couple steal out and make their way to post the first. Fight scene. This first post is manned by Uncle Tian Chung, who wields a trident that would make Aquaman blush. Chi Chi whips out her sword and, thinking that she needs to protect her poor hapless husband, goes right at Uncle Chung. Cecilia Wong here shows off her graceful sword skills against a barrage of trident strikes from Uncle Chung. She maneuvers her sword up and down and around her to counter-strike and redirect blows that might otherwise hit Wei Feng who, by the way, spends a lot of this fight cowering behind his shield. After a particularly nasty flurry of exchanges, Wei Feng can't hold back any longer and jumps into the middle of the fray, immediately showing off his considerable kung fu skill. He uses a mix of acrobatics and swordplay to push a withering attack at Uncle Chung that eventually disarms him cleanly. He concedes the fight and allows them passage to post the second. Fight scene. The next battle is against Fourth Uncle, played by Norman Chu, who we last saw in Duel to the Death, where he played the Japanese champion. He seems a bit impatient. He's like an angry horse. Horse fist. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Anyway, true to form, Fourth Uncle is straight up champing at the bit to fight. He works double swords and goes on the attack first after Chi Chi and Wei Feng start peppering him with some mocking banter to kind of get under his skin. There's a lot to watch in this fight because it's pretty non-stop with all of the swordplay going on. Chi Chi and Wei Feng keep up the snarky comments, which keeps provoking Fourth Uncle to come at them harder. David Chang gets to show off a lot of his acrobatic ability when he and Norman Chu go from leaping high into the air to rolling along the ground while still hacking and slashing at one another. Wei Feng works his shield well and turns the tide when he uses it to trap Fourth Uncle's swords and momentarily pin them to the ground. As the couple make a break for it, Fourth Uncle chases them down and starts to wail away with his swords, but is abruptly stopped by a spear wielded by none other than Chi-Chi's mom, who also happens to be post the third. Fight scene. Chi-Chi's mom gets fourth uncle to stand down, much to the delight of the couple who offer their thanks, assuming that she's helping them escape. But when they turn to leave, they're shocked when Chi-Chi's mom brings down her spear and begins to attack them. This is another thrillingly kinetic sequence with the weaponless Wei Feng having to dodge a flurry of spear strikes from mom-in-law, here played by Lily Li. Chi-Chi, meanwhile, is torn, but she has to return fire if only to keep mom's attention divided. The camera work here is crazy, culminating in a brilliant scene where mom-in-law presses her attack and whips her spear at Wei Feng with dizzying speed so that Wei Feng can do nothing but retreat until he's backed up against the wall and facing the tip of the spear right at his throat. Before she runs him through, mom-in-law tells Wei Feng to step back so she can stab at the wall behind him. 
When Chi-Chi rushes in, Mom turns the spear on her and stabs her in the chest, but only to prove that her spear point was only made of wax, and it was all a ruse to keep up appearances. Still, that only means that they move on to the next post, which will prove incredibly difficult if they don't get extra help, which is exactly what they get when Mom decides to accompany them to post the fourth. Fight scene. Chi-Chi, her mom, and Wei-Fung head into the next chamber and face off against another uncle who wields a bladed staff. Chi-Chi's the first to move, and this uncle doesn't hold back. The camera again dances all over the screen, showcasing the amazing weapon handling of all the major players. Wei-Fung jumps in with his spear for a fierce exchange, but this uncle, however, is at the top of the food chain in fighting because he's got to handle three-on-one attack and manages without any issues. It's worth noting that this entire battle takes place without a single line of dialogue. All you hear is steel on steel and the grunts of everybody fighting. This uncle's ability to dodge three attacks at once is amazing, but eventually with mom's help, the three manage to execute a combo that locks uncle up and forces him to concede. Right. You can pass by me. But still, not your granddad. We'll see. The trio know they're about to face off against the Tian Patriarch, and mom is less than excited about the idea. After some begging, mom agrees to intercede one last time, but they have to drop their weapons as a condition of her cooperation. Together they move on to post the fifth. Promo! Sushi Jackknife is a weekly show about depressed children's characters, dead soul of my mother that lives in the moon, and uh, <laughs> an apathetic Jorge shook his head no and walked off. Christmas Tuba Man. You've been brought here on a mission of the most high import Tuba Man. Planets of Miserable Slugs. So on this giant slug planet, I can't get over this idea. Giant slug planet. I, I, I really, there's one musical slug, just one? Just one. Just one? Yeah. And do his song for me and he day? And he just, he only plays it to torment the other slug. Super Bananas from the past. He's a super banana from the past. He's from the past. He went to the future, but he's from the past. Walmart haiku. At last, dreams come true. Bullets, hot pockets, nose spray, all in the same place. <laughs> Original games. Number two. Yes. Who said it? Garrison Keeler or Lil Wayne? Uh huh. A girl in a bikini is like having a loaded pistol on your coffee table. There's nothing wrong with them, but it's hard to stop thinking about it. But that's Lil Wayne. No, dude. It's Garrison Keeler. Sushi Jackknife is over 50 episodes strong and as binge-worthy as The Vicar of Dibley. No one knows what that is. You're, you're right. I mean, No one knows. I mean, I know what it is. Is it, it necessary that people know what it is? Well, I mean, you just referenced an obscure British sitcom that no one watched. I mean, I watched it. You are literally... The, <laughs> the people on the show didn't watch it. Yeah. Anyway. The opening was a hymn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of people know about hymns. No, but... I, I, no one cares. Okay. <laughs> Well, if you want, if it, like, comes around, like, listen to Sushi Jackknife. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and... Yeah. Yeah. Fight scene. When they enter the main room, Granddad's sitting there calmly smoking his pipe, which we all know means that this guy's gonna be bad news. Chi-Chi tries one final time to beg for his mercy, but Granddad knows that Wei Feng's just gonna bring Jing's soldiers back with him if he's allowed to leave. When Chi-Chi refuses to let it go, Granddad pounces, and using only his pipe, he attacks forcing Chi-Chi to roll away, but when Granddad rises, he's got the pendant that Wei-Fung hid the rebel list in. Wei-Fung immediately jumps in to go after the list, but Granddad's easily able to redirect him and keep Chi-Chi at bay as well. Now take a moment here to appreciate the skill of Lockhart Wing, who was for a while one of the main action choreographers for the Shaw Brothers. Aside from that, he also formed a production company with Sammo Hung and Karl Maka, 
where they produced a few films with Lao Kar Wing starring alongside his partners. Back to the fight, Chi Chi's mom tries to calm Granddad down, trying to remind him that she is his granddaughter after all. She's not my grandchild, and he isn't my grandson-in-law. Take your weapon! Being completely disowned shatters Chi Chi, and now she and Wei Feng know that this is a fight to the death for somebody. Wei Feng gathers up some daggers, and it comes down to this. Husband and wife take turns trying to gain any ground on Granddad, who once again is using nothing but a pipe. Lao Kar Wing gets to use a lot of his acrobatic skill as he moves between the attacking pair and still finds a way to attack. Chi Chi and Wei Feng are badly overmatched, and they take several strikes that weaken them. Chi Chi in particular gets the wind knocked out of her and is being held up by her grandfather even as he moves to come down hard on Wei Feng with his pipe. But at the last moment, Chi Chi's mom reaches in and takes the pipe away, much to Granddad's chagrin. Still, the fight continues as Granddad and Wei Feng have a traditional hand-to-hand -hand exchange where Granddad gets to employ his fabled shadow technique. Wei Feng is flustered by the style, and all they can do is retreat and try not to get killed. Wei Feng's really on his heels when Granddad throws a shadow fist punch right at his chest, only to be blocked by Chi Chi, who dives in front of him to absorb the blow. Immediately, blood leaks from Chi Chi's mouth, but not even the thought of potentially crippling his granddaughter stops Granddad at this point. His bloodlust has him cutting through even his own daughter to get to Wei Feng, who's still doing everything he can to avoid a direct hit. Chi Chi even throws herself onto his legs to slow him down and give Wei Feng a chance to escape. Granddad throws Chi Chi off his leg and chases Wei Feng down, who's hidden behind some spears while he catches his breath. When Granddad bears down again, Chi Chi and her mom wrap up Granddad's legs to give Wei Feng some time to get away. Granddad, not thinking clearly, strikes down hard on Chi Chi, and she goes limp, right in front of Wei Feng and her mom. Mom also takes a hard hit and yells for Wei Feng to get out of there. When Granddad finally looks down and realizes what he's done, he screams out for the guards, but Wei Feng manages a superhuman leap into the rafters and out onto the roof, where he jumps down onto a horse and rides off, with his uncles now hot on his heels. After a protracted chase, Wei Feng rides towards a cliff where he jumps off his horse into the ocean. The uncles, thinking that there's no way he could have survived that fall, leave and head back home. Meanwhile, Wei Feng did survive, and he's found a hiding spot in a nearby cave where he can tend to his wounds and recuperate. While there, he starts thinking about ways to get his revenge. Sometime later, while wandering the plains on his way home, tired, hungry, and still in shock, he lashes out at some weeds and accidentally catches himself a praying mantis. At first, he tries to shake the mantis off his thumb, but notices how strong his grip is. Intrigued, Wei Feng starts to study what gives the mantis all his strength. He watches the insect closely and studies how its front legs move, this gives rise to the signature Mantis Fist, which Wei Feng starts developing into a fighting style. One of the cool things about this style is the way it mimics how a Mantis stops short, then rocks back and forth slightly while it prepares its next move. Wei Feng does a nice job of incorporating that mannerism into the new Mantis-style Kung Fu. For the next few days, Wei Feng trains in this new style, directly applying it to the way the uncles fought so that the next time, he'll be ready. He gets so adept that he can pick up large logs in his new pincer-style grip even using just one hand. After some time, we join a traveler who's making his way to the Tian compound. He gets escorted inside by Uncle Chung, but when the camera pulls back, we see that the traveler is Wei Feng himself. Wei Feng. I know what the Tian clan rules are. So I came back, as I promised. You tell your master. Tell the master. And lock the gates!
Uncle Chong grabs his trusty trident and offers Wei Feng his choice of weapons. Wei Feng chooses a simple staff, and when the men are both armed, it's go time again. Fight scene. We get another awesome weapons exchange, but this time, Wei Feng fights with a different level of ferocity and confidence. The first hint we get of the new Mantis style comes when Wei Feng locks up Uncle Chung's trident and uses his newly developed hand speed to twirl it like a propeller. Uncle Chung adapts as best as he can and finds a way to momentarily turn the tables and locks up Wei Feng's staff. But here Wei Feng breaks out the Mantis fist and strikes right at his own staff, splintering it in two, then using the broken end to strike Uncle Chung's chest. Wei Feng moves on to the next station where he's met by the uncle from the fourth post, whom he greets quite cordially. Well now. How's things? Fight scene. Here, Wei Feng grabs the triple irons, and again the combatants move effortlessly without ever looking like they've lost control of the weapons. This fight, however, isn't going as easily as Wei Feng would have liked, so he quickly scans the room and sees a tight corridor. Back in the cave, while Wei Feng was thinking of ways to beat the uncles, he found himself in a cramped space and noticed how it limited his movement. He takes this idea and maneuvers his opponent into the corridor where his bladed staff can't swing so freely. By contrast, the triple irons bend and cut through the air until they eventually find their mark as they crush through Uncle's ribs. What's up, everybody? This is your man, Adam, from the Mike Kings Podcast, telling you guys to give us a listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and follow us on Twitter, at the Mike Kings. We talk about pop culture, movies, games, TV shows, anything that's interesting to today's millennials. Give us a listen. I promise you'll enjoy it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Moving on, Wei Feng steps into a chamber where there are funeral plaques for Chi Chi and her mom. He stops for a moment, then rushes out of there and right into an attack from Fourth Uncle. Unarmed this time, Wei Feng spends a lot of time avoiding the dizzying double blades. When Wei Feng does get his hands on his own pair of swords, the game starts over at even, and Wei Feng starts in on the trash talk again. Chi Chi was right. You are just like a horse. Oh, that sounds funny. Anyway, the pair flip their way outside where Wei Feng uses the natural terrain to his advantage, forcing Fourth Uncle to roll over some thorny plants and broken bamboo stalks. With Uncle forced into some tall, thick bamboo grass, his wild sword stroke amount to pretty much nothing. Wei Feng, having trained in this terrain, exploits an opening and buries his swords into Fourth Uncle's gut. With several uncles down, Wei Feng knows he's got one test left, so he moves on and heads right into Granddad's room where again, Pops is chilling with a pipe waiting for trouble to come find him. Wei Feng says he's there to avenge his wife and her mother. Well now, why are you waiting? I want Chi Chi's pendant. Is that a fact? Come and get it, if you can. Right. I'm very interested to test your skill. Final fight. Wei Feng goes at this one unarmed and shows off his stunning hand speed and evasiveness. But Granddad's still no slouch, though, and he manages to tag Wei Feng until... Wei uses his mantis pincers to grab onto Pop's pipe and take it away. Not bad. What's that style? It's new. It's mine. Mantis. The next few minutes are an absolute flurry of close quarter exchanges that show how accomplished both Laokar Wing and David Chang are in terms of movie foo. It's an exhausting display with neither fighter giving any quarter. They leap all over the courtyard and director Laokar Lung cuts to some cool shots of just the combatant's shadows as Wei Feng starts to fully employ the Mantis style. He gets Grandad on the ground and starts ripping into him with his Mantis claws, and he manages to grab the pendant from Grandad and then really pours on the attack. In a brilliant use of shadow play, Laokar Lung pulls back to show the fighter's silhouettes on the wall 
as Wei Fong lands his death blow, then yanks a thick mess of Grandad's entrails from his gut. You don't see any blood, but you get the idea. So end of story, right? Not quite. This movie takes a seriously dark turn in the final minutes that is seriously kind of messed up. Do you remember how you felt when Darth Vader revealed himself to be Luke's father? Well, it's sort of like that, except way worse. So, I'm going to spoil the ending right now, but to be fair, it's been 40 some odd years, so your own fault if you keep listening. Back in his hometown, Wei Feng has returned with the list and the Emperor is congratulating him and his father on an admirable job. As the Emperor proposes a toast, Scholar Wei grabs a cup and you see him slip two tiny pills into the wine, which he then pushes for Wei Feng to drink first. As he watches his son drink, he takes another cup of wine and slips two more pills into that, then drinks it himself. And after they've both drunk, Scholar Wei turns to the assembled court and drops this bombshell. I'm listening! Dad! Wei Feng! We yielded to these chains only to oppose them and throw them out! Dad! But you have killed the Ming heroes! You're a disgrace to all of our family! You must die! You damn traitor! A shell-shocked Wei Feng tries to understand what's going on when the poison starts to take effect, and his dad collapses as a martyr for their cause. Wei Feng, now cornered by the situation and bleeding from the mouth, turns and starts to fight his way out of the courtyard through a number of soldiers. He tosses several of them aside, then pulls up into his mantis stance, and we get a freeze frame to close it out. Pretty messed up, right? Alright, all in all, once you get through the early plot setup and drama, this film is wall-to-wall action, and you can see why David Chang got so many accolades for his acting here. Matt Reifschneider of Blood Brothers Film Review said that, quote, with the wickedly impressive fight choreography, Shaolin Mantis remains an underrated gem in the Shaw Brothers collection. Panos Kotsathanasis of EasternKicks.com said, quote, Shaolin Mantis entails quite a complex story, for the genre that is, as Lung craftily builds the tension among the members of the clan and avoids portraying anyone as good or evil. And Ian Jane of RockShotPop.com agrees with, quote, Shaolin Mantis is a rock-solid kung fu film from start to finish and one well worth seeking out. My dad and I were big fans of David Chang, particularly when he was paired with T. Lung, but Chang carries this film just fine by himself, and many have pointed to this one as one of his better all-around performances as an actor. I'm with them. Deadly Mantis or Shaolin Mantis is readily available from all the usual spots, and while it may not be as well known, is very much worth the effort to pick up and enjoy. Alright gang, I'm going to call it a wrap. Shoutouts to all the usual suspects from the Potter and Family hashtag on Twitter. Come find me there and all the social media or drop me a line at kungfudriving at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please swing by iTunes and drop me a review because it helps keep the show on the charts and helps the audience grow, so it would be much appreciated all the time. Listen to the words of the closing theme song and you'll hear a reference to the Mantis style. And until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Drink a little wine and get a drunk and then we're fighting, ha! 
this time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws I see the iron fisted bunker from the daily prayers Shouting monks on the hands running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Du's hands With the fearless idea roaming over the land Yeah the little bitch soldier is older than wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, Got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars then pause here the applause Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good but boards don't hit back Yeah the death jewels here David D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jet Li's even faster Bitch had a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosa McQuan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all so stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his bodies on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style Yeah defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slash and blood is just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car Jet Lee I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine